We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so for now, there's no baseball. But for how long and what would it take to get this thing figured out? Mike Max with you on Sports of the Max. Joined by a veteran who's been through a few of these negotiation periods. Ron Coomer, good to be with you. I know you would rather be camped out in Arizona trying to figure out who the Cubs' best prospects are. <laughs> yes, I would, Mike. It would be great. Um, unfortunately, um, we are not there. And that's the way it goes. And, uh, you know, this past weekend I really thought we were on the right track and moving to getting a deal done and then obviously they had the late night negotiating session that went you know 12 13 hours and then the next morning it seemed like all the good that came out of that went away by 10 o'clock in the morning and we were back to zero and you know things weren't too good so it's unfortunate but that's you know that's the way things go sometimes so so if you're a player and let's say you're not on the the committee um, are you basically allowing them, are you saying you guys are empowered? If you think it's a good deal, count me in. If you don't, count me out. I'm with you 100%. How does it work for the majority of the players? There is always going to be a conference call, you know, that you can be on to find out exactly what's going on. So you don't have to be a rep or in that, um, you know, group of 10, 15 that are, you know, around the negotiation. There'll always be a call. And you can find out exactly where you stand, you know, um, a couple times a day or maybe at the end of the day. And if, you know, there'll be a probably now it's, a, you know, it's a text and saying, hey, we're close to possibly ratifying or, you know, and, and then you'd get a message and then it'd be a group call again. And you could be on it or a Zoom, probably something like that. Um, but I don't think there's been any of those, you know, anything close to where they're feeling like they're, they're getting it done. That's the problem. Yeah, lots of areas where they need to fill the gaps, it looks like, right? Is it, it may, maybe they're semi-close, but there's just a whole bunch of areas that they got to get uh, right. Like, 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 take me through, like, minimum uh, for a minimum salary, uh, they got it up to 675,000, players want 700,000. Like, it seems to me like that's an easy one to, you know, at minimum compromise. Some of these look relatively easy. Yeah, that, that one to me is a no-brainer, right? You're, you're dealing with guys that have never been in the league before, and so their minimum salary, you know, it goes from uh, mid-fives to six, high sixes. Okay, fine. Those are concessions that, 
if you're the union, you make it a heartbeat and go, yep, okay, that's fine. You know, we can we can accept that. It's it's the things that happen that that change, you know, the money, the the, the large amounts of money that get distributed and how it gets distributed, right? So, you know, when you start talking about dealing with hundreds of millions, not you know whether a guy's making twenty grand more here or there, yeah, there's a lot of money to slice up. It's those big numbers that that's creating all the issue. You know, you're talking about eleven billion dollar industry right now. Unbelievable. So, so if you are them, the owners, um, you also have a couple other things in your back pocket. One is, you know, in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. they're going to get gambling and they're going to get a piece of it. I mean, I mean, that looks, you know, that that's almost uh, to the to the starting line. Uh, and, and I don't know what shape it's going to take, but it, it looks like they're on the verge. Uh, of another windfall, and the same with uh, you know what MLB.com has turned into and the amount of money they make on that. Th- does that lead to a mistrust amongst players when they see the potential for profit centers that that uh, could happen during this agreement that that they won't be uh, compensated for? Well, yeah, you know, you you can see the writing on the wall. All you got to do is watch any of the sports right now that are playing currently, and you know that there's money out there, right? The Cubs signed a deal. You know, I believe it was you know, around the $100 million deal for um, DraftKings um, at the ballpark. And, and that money's going to be out there. We know that. I mean, uh, you see every other commercial in any sports that you watch is, is about gambling. So that's just part of it. And, you know, it, to me, I'm a business owner, so I understand that side. I also understand the player's side. You know, at the end of the day, you just want the revenues that are being um, brought in for our game, you know, everybody wants a fair shake and a fair piece of the action. And, um, that's where you're at, but there is definitely, you know, some more money coming in, you know, so the $11 billion industry or 10, seven that it is, is going to, that, that number is going to grow by quite a bit here over this, the length of this new contract. Yeah. And by the way, target was a hundred billion dollar industry last year. That's hard to believe. I mean, you think Major League Baseball is the ultimate, and that tells you something. We're in the wrong business here, Coop. Right. <laughs> we, we should open a target, Mike. Yeah, open a target, ago, you and I. Out loud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and now, do players, do, do owners count on players to get itchy at some point in time here? I think they are. You know, I, I believe that's always been part of the, the hope, if you're an owner, that, you know, the union, they've, you know, they haven't had much success in, in breaking the union or doing anything like that, even if they were trying. I don't think that's really the 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 issue any longer. I no. think maybe that's probably 25, 30 years ago, but yeah. not any longer. Um, but I do think there's some, you know, each side has some leverage, right? Um, and some things that they're holding in their hand that are, you know, their leverage. I think the owners feel, you know, they don't really – benefit from playing a lot of games in April. So we've all known through sure. the years that teams don't like their games in April, cold weather, yep. kids are still in school, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of, you know, reasons. Um, so the players know that now that we're going into cutting games in April, that's an issue for the players because now the owner's twofold. It's their worst month of the season financially. And it's also, you know, you're talking about $21 million a day, in salary that they're not going to have to pay in that month. So that's an issue. The players, on the other hand, have this thing at the end of the year, if they don't ratify the new 
playoff system, that's a big chunk of money that the owners will not receive. Yes. So, you know, both sides have, have some leverage that you can use. At the end of the day, though, the fans take the hit on all of it, right? I mean, and that's where, to me, you know, and so do these cities, you know, the, the Phoenix area and then, you know, through the state of Florida. Oh, yeah. You know, those places are really taking a hit right well, now. Coom, we're talking about three years now of impeded spring training for different reasons. Yeah. Where, you know, the good old days, and you could just make your reservations and go or gone. Now, I know to you and I, 1995 doesn't seem like that long ago. <laughs> Some people are, but, Right. But t- take us through, because you were in the game at that time. The, the labor, you know, when, when you guys shut down, what was that like? It was, um, it was really a different time right and and that's why we have the lockout so the lockout is because of 94 so the owners allowed the season to play out without an agreement so the players went on strike because that was the leverage they had to shut down the the world series and it did right yep. they ended up losing the world series in a playoff time in 94 so now because of that the owners will never let that get to that point so that's why we have a lockout now um, because, you know, at the end of the season for the fans, at the end of the season, that's where the owners make their big chunk of money. So right. at the end of the day, it's, it's all about the finances of our game and how the pie gets sliced up into pieces, whether it's arbitration, super twos, uh, you know, tax, tax money, or however you want to call that, you know, whether it's a salary cap or not, it's, tax you know it's salary cap to me that's the way i look at it whether it's Um, official or artificial right yeah yeah right terms are terms but at the end of the day that's what it is and that's okay you know we understand that coom can you stand with us for a quick break absolutely buddy i want to ask you about what teams will do once this thing does get settled to try to get their rosters fortified Ron Coomer is our guest, Sports the Max, the show. 2022 Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic coming up March 11th, 12th, and 13th. Uh, family-friendly event focused on all things deer and turkey hunting. Ah, yes, Mike Max here to tell you, if you've never tried turkey hunting, you might want to try because it gives you peace and it gets you away from all this other stuff that we go through. Interactive Kid Zone. This is all going on at Canberra Park, by the way. The scoring of antlers conducted by the Minnesota official measures with prizes for multiple categories and special bonus prizes awarded for individuals who bring their racks for scoring on Friday, March 11th, and leave them on display at the event. So in other words, you create your own display, and you're rewarded for it on March 13th. Celebrity appearances by TV stars like Lee and Tiffany Lukoski from The Crush and much more. What you do is you go out there, though, and you feel like spring, and you feel like fall, and you feel like outdoors, and you feel good again. You go out there, and you go, oh, that's right. There's other things that we can do in this world uh, besides worry about COVID or whatever it is. Uh, you get to go out there and just enjoy yourself for a minute, and that's why I would invite you to give this a look. It's at Canterbury Park, March 11th through the 13th. For tickets, go to mndeerclassic.com slash tickets, mndeerclassic.com slash tickets. We continue our conversation with Ron Coomer talking about the uh, labor situation with Major League Baseball and beyond. Coomer, I remember a couple of years ago I was down there and uh, uh, went over and hooked up with you in Phoenix when, during spring training for the Cubs. Yep. That, was, that was a year after they'd won the World Series. And, I mean, I know spring training is a small piece relative to the big piece for Major League owners, but holy cow was that place rocking. Yeah, the, the ballpark in Mesa 
you know, the Cubs averaged just a touch under 15,000 a game wow. in spring training, so it's a big number. One thing I wanted to say, you were doing a commercial right out of our last segment yeah. about Canterbury Park. You know, and I, being in Minnesota all those years, yeah. playing and broadcasting, boy, that's a family that I miss seeing, the Sampson family. Isn't who that I know a good you know. family? Um, they are just and great Twins fans. They go to the Twins Fantasy Camp. You know, the brothers, you know, their father passed away, but the brothers, the kids and the family, they're just, those are the things that I miss about being back in Minnesota. Yes, it's the everyday people like that, isn't it? Yeah, just great people, real successful, but boy, you couldn't meet a nicer family. You you never know if they were really, really successful, you know? When you, if you're just, and talk to them, that's what's cool. Kind of a group, right? Aren't they just the best? Yeah. Yes. yes. So, Kumi, if you're a player, uh, how much time do you need to, to have an opening day where you feel comfortable? How, how much? How many games I would do you say, play? What do you need? I would say for a position player, you know, two weeks of games would be fine, especially for an older player. Um, but probably a good three weeks of being on your feet. Um, in camp day after day after day to get used to the daily grind. Uh, four is probably the best, but you could do it in three. And I'm talking as a position player. I'm not saying that as a pitcher. I don't necessarily think in three weeks a pitcher, a starting pitcher can be built up to pitching to the point where, you know, you're you're not at risk a little bit of, of having some issues. So, you know, the one thing I will say, the owner's probably twofold are talking about a four-week spring training because of this situation we're in. I, I don't disagree with them on that. And the other thing, you know, I think it's great for the Phoenix area and the Florida area for those cities that have committed so much to right. Major League Baseball and for the for the players, in, in particular the pitchers, to get themselves ready to play. Does this help, you know, those free agents that are sitting out there that haven't been signed? Mm. In a strange way, does this become to their advantage? Because if you're a team... You're going to want more knowns versus unknowns. So if you don't know, you're not going to get, get a good look at the young player. Does, does that up the value of free agents? I don't know that. I would not necessarily agree with being um, – it would not surprise me, depending on how long this lockout goes into the season, um, usually there's more hard feelings than there are, you know, chummy, chummy, and okay, it's done, let's go, let's get back to – back to work i don't necessarily know if it's going to be great for the free agent market the elite free agent is going to be the elite free agent right and you know the freemans and Correa's and all these guys they're going to get their their money and it's going to that's going to be the way it is but the the other guys that are the second and third tier free agents i think that's going to be a real issue and their their slot of where they think they are i think is going to be a little less you know, a, a couple of years ago, um, uh, Lance Lynn came in. He was one of those late signees. Remember, this has kind of become yep. trendy that these guys sign late and you, you try to fill some gaps at the end, et cetera. And I thought, uh, I remember he, I was down there at spring training when he got uh, when he came in, et cetera. And, and, and I thought, well, no problem because I'm sure he's been thrown the entire offseason. He, he's ready to go. And, and he really struggled, never really got on track for the Twins that year. And, and I just and then eventually he did and became an all-star. But, but I, I, I got the sense that it was just that kind of the ebb and flow of spring training is what he missed, that, that every day and that grind. Not that you can't get your arm in shape, but it's just a different mindset when you're there from the beginning, and it, it seemed like that cost him. Does that sound accurate if you're not careful? Absolutely, it's accurate. I, I believe that 
most of the guys that don't go through spring training and sign very late really struggle. I mean, you've seen a whole boatload of them that have struggled. There might be a couple that have done well, a couple guys, but I would say 95% of the guys that don't go through spring and maybe get a week and then they jump into the season, it's a struggle and it's also an injury issue. And for Lance Lynn, he was not prepared to pitch come the regular season, and, and he got he got beat up pretty good um, in a Twins uniform. I remember that. Yeah, and, and it just never got on track, and eventually they traded him, you know, before the season no. was up, and eventually he got in game shape, and eventually, like I said, he, he, he became an all-star again, And, and but it, you just got the, because I thought it was just as simple as, well, just get your arm and see him. just go to the, you know, the local uh, high school mound and throw to somebody, and you'll be just fine, but but there's more mentally than that, it seems like, and, and, and getting to know your team. But his body had issues, too, if you remember. Yeah. I mean, he had real issues feeling the ball off the mound. I mean, he's a great big guy. You know, and that, but but he just he just was not able to to play at the level that you know Pauly, I believe, was his manager then. Molly was the manager. Yeah, he, was, he just yeah. wasn't prepared to play at the level that they needed him to play and participate. You know, and I think other teams took advantage of that. You know, and then you're right. Then a couple of years later, he's you know he's an all star player. So it wasn't a talent thing. You know, the the scenario and the situation. You know, I'm, I'm sure he probably learned some lessons about preparation for a season over that year. Ron Coomer, the Twins obviously are going to need pitching when they get out of the gate because Jose Barrios they traded, and Kenta right. Mejida is out for the year with Tommy John surgery. There's your top two pitchers. How do you go about once this thing is done? Uh, I mean, that that's going to be a crapshoot, isn't it, deciding who you can bring in? Who? It's going to be something, right? I, I think uh, – so let's say – for all practical purposes, the middle of next week could get it resolved. What's the frenzy going to be like on the free agent market for the next couple of weeks? I, you know, I had a conversation about this with Bob Nightingale, who's the reporter for USA Today, yeah. who I know you know well and probably had him on your show. I go to Bobby, I go, Are you, you better just keep the coffee pot right next to you because yeah. you're never going to sleep for that first week once it's done. Because now we got 200 and some free agents that all got to find a job. So it's, it's funny, but it's going to be an absolute frenzy of signing and trying to figure out where guys are going to go. The Cubs have a substantial amount of money to spend in payroll, and they don't have but a handful, not even a handful, a couple of veteran players on their team. They've got a lot of money to spend, and you know they're going to be major players in the free agent market or the trade market, however that looks. But, you know, it's going to be crazy for a couple of weeks, that's for sure. You know, Coom, the, 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 this idea of, you know, throw hard and, and, and swing hard, uh, which has become the trend of Major League Baseball, hit home runs and try to strike guys out. Um, so I was asking, I think it was Paul Molander about that, about, you know, can, can if you didn't play in that era, how do you coach in that era? He, and, and he pointed out something to me. He said, first of all, you try to understand what they're doing. And second, the grind is still the grind and it doesn't matter what yep. era you play in. It's 162 games and that toys with you mentally and you got to get through injuries and, and, and it doesn't really matter if you swing hard or throw hard, that never changes. Is, is that the one thing that, that, that transfers throughout uh, time in baseball? Yeah. And what I, what I think Paulie's talking about, and I agree with them is you got to get into the mindset of what, what is being taught to these young players. And I don't necessarily agree with it, I, and to be honest with you, I, I don't agree with some of the methods that are going on right now. Um, but 
with that being said, if you're going to manage like Pauly did and you're, you know, the organization because of, you know, the, the, the way that things are being taught, these kids are coming up and they don't have all the tools to be a 300 hitter any longer. No, you know, not even close. Yeah, you know, saying 270 it's, it's, is 300, right? Oh my. Yeah. If you had 270 in the league right now, you're like, you know, you're, you're an all-star player and you're having a great year. Well, you hit 270 25 years ago. You're like, eh, okay. You know, yeah, he's doing okay. he may make it you next know, year, he might not. Yeah. Yeah. If if Molly hit 270, he, he you know. He would have retired. <laughs> we'd have been walking to the car. I'd have to put my arm around him every night yeah. if Molly hit 270. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, you know, one. I mean, yeah, it just wasn't going to happen. So, you know, it's it's what's being taught. And I think that trend now, Mike, of what has gone on offensively, is now that pendulum is starting to swing back towards a more balanced attack. You know, if you want to win, if you're a winning franchise and you want to win in October, you're not going to win in October if if your team offensively is strictly an all-or-nothing team yep. because the pitching gets too good, right, that, yes. when you play in October. So some of that works for the regular season if you've got a really good power lineup because you can take advantage of some lesser teams in your division and things like that. But boy, come October, you know, you've got great arms coming out of the pen and you got, you got pitchers in the rotation that can throw the baseball, you know, at a great velocity and throw it where they want it. You, you better be able to manufacture some runs and do those things. Um, and I think that pendulum now, I think finally is starting to swing back a little yep. bit towards having more of a balanced attack. Appreciate you, sir, and I hope I see you in sunshine soon. Mikey, it's always great when I see your text about coming on. It makes my day. So Same here, buddy. When, when you say yes, it makes my day. So say hi to Paula, yep. and I hope we see you at a ball game soon. Will do, buddy. You take care of yourself. Great you, to talk to you, Mikey. You bet. Ron Coomer, nice enough to join us. Sports to the max. When we come back, Dick Jankowski spent a good part of his winter in the hospital. He's back out. What happened? How is he? Lots of people are asking. We'll ask him when we come back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.